0: Hi everyone, Gary Tester from Catholic Charities of Central Florida. And Father Anthony, the Chaplain of Catholic Charities. And today we welcome Christine Commerce, the Coordinator for the Human Trafficking Task Force for the Diocese of Orlando. Hi, Christine.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: It's great to see you again. Father, it's been some time since we've seen each other. Yes, you know, I, I can't even remember what to do in this place. Don't worry, I'll walk you through it. You'll it's walk all good. me through it. good, yes. Absolutely. Great. I think what we normally do is you give us words of wisdom a brief reflection, and then we
2: go into this incredibly intense interview with our guest. Okay, so, well, let us begin then. So as we always do, we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And based on what we'll be talking about today, I'd like to use a prayer from the U.S. bishops. Loving Father, we seek your divine protection for all who are exploited and enslaved, for those forced into labor, trafficked into sexual slavery, and denied freedom. We beseech you to release them from their chains. Grant them protection, safety, and empowerment. Restore their dignity and provide them a new beginning. Show us how we might end exploitation by addressing its causes. Help us reach out in support of victims and survivors of human trafficking. Make us instruments of your spirit for their liberation. For this we pray through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And we have a reading from the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 37, beginning at verse 23. So, as soon as Joseph arrived, they stripped him of his long-sleeved coat that he wore, and then took him and threw him in the well. Now the well was empty without water. They were sitting for a meal when they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, their camels laden with spices, balm, and myrrh, which they were taking down to Egypt. Judah then said to his brothers, What do we gain by killing our brother and hiding his blood? Come, we'll sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother and our own flesh. His brothers agreed to this. So when the Midianite merchants came along, they pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the well. For 20 pieces of silver they sold Joseph to the Midianites, who took him with them to Egypt. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. So today we're going to be talking about human trafficking. And we see the first case of human trafficking in the book of Genesis, when the brother of Joseph sold him into slavery to Egypt. And so we find that that what we can say about this is that it is always our own sisters and brothers who are the traffickers, as well as the ones who are trafficked. And I believe that it's because we tend to forget that we are brothers and sisters while we end up being involved in this kind of work. And so I believe that as we share about human trafficking, we have to come to the realization that we are all sisters and brothers. And because of this, God wants us to be free. So let us claim our freedom, and work hard to set our sisters and brothers free.
0: That's beautiful, Father Anthony. You know, one of the things that reminds me of in terms of Catholic social teaching, that first premise is life is sacred and life has dignity. And you have just commented from Scripture and then in your reflection about that very issue that every life is sacred, Mm. every life has dignity. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, so we are called to remember that. And and it's quite a commentary on the world today when we have all the issues of trafficking around us. I know you mentioned sexual trafficking, and I know that one of the things we talked about with you before, Christine, was the idea that the first thing that most of us think about is sex trafficking, and in reality, that's not the biggest issue. The bigger issue is labor trafficking, and you've certainly, I think, educated us previously on this podcast, but also in your work around the diocese on the nature of labor trafficking. Am I recalling that correctly?
1: Yes. So there's more slaves in labor trafficking and slave labor around the world. But what's reported here in the United States, at least, is more sex trafficking. So we're not sure if it's because it's more prevalent or if it's just because it's reported more labor trafficking often is hard to you know see the signs to help identify the victims it's challenging and this is happening not only around the globe but here locally as well as we can see with our youth there's been labor trafficking situations it happens with domestic workers and florida is a hot spot for the number of calls for domestic workers it happens in the hotel industry with the cleaning crews that are working for the hotel industry it happens in with farm workers and construction and just a variety of different venues that we have here in the state of Florida
0: it seems like slavery you're reading from the book of genesis mm-hmm. as as far yeah. back as we can go yeah. in terms of our recorded scriptural history and when we think of slavery You know, we think of the 17 and 1800s, and we think of the slave trade and things. And it just seems so hard to put our heads around what goes on in today's world. So refresh for everyone the purpose of the task force for the diocese.
1: So our purpose is to educate and engage people to prevent human trafficking from happening in the first place. Through Catholic Charities, we have the unique opportunity to help provide assistance sometimes to survivors as well, or connect them to the resources that they need. So we help prevent human trafficking and help save lives through our education and outreach efforts.
0: Who do we educate?
1: Anyone who is interested. So we go out into the parishes, uh, we will work with youth groups, we will go into the schools and community groups. Anyone who is interested, we can all play a role in ending this atrocity and this affront to human dignity.
2: So I'm just thinking, what are some of the roles that persons could play in ending human trafficking?
1: So there are numerous roles that people can play, whether they join the task force or not. The first role, I would say, is to become educated, because before you can take action, you need education. So we schedule presentations and we do trainings. We actually have one coming up on February 8th, which is the Feast of St. Josephine Biquita. That's going to be at Saints Peter and Paul in Winter Park in Seminole County. And that's an, an opportunity for people to come out and learn more. There's also going to be one in Brevard County at Our Lady of Grace Church in Palm Bay. And that's also going to be another prayer and awareness session. It's also the International Day of Prayer and Awareness Against Human Trafficking. For those who may not know, the Feast of St. Josephine Biquita. She was designated as a saint in 2000, and she was kidnapped as a child and sold into slavery in Sudan and Italy. Once she was freed, she became a Canossian nun and was dedicated her life to sharing her testament of deliverance from slavery and comforting to the poor and the suffering.
0: The training in Palm Bay, is that also on February 8th?
1: Yes, that is correct. That one is from 9 to noon. The one at Saints Peter and Paul is from 1230 to 430. People can go on cflcc.org to learn more about the task force. They can also contact me at 407-658-1818, extension 1122.
0: So St. Josephine Baquita, certainly not a saint that a lot of people are familiar with. You shared a little bit about her story. How do we relate the experience of St. Josephine Bakhita to what children and adults are experiencing in the world today? And if we can... How do we relate that to what goes on in Central Florida?
1: So as Father Anthony mentioned, human trafficking and slavery is nothing new, but yet it continues today and people don't realize that even with the Emancipation Proclamation and the 13th Amendment, slavery is still very much alive in the United States. And instead of people being shackled and it behind happening where we may see it out in the open, it's happening behind closed doors but it's happening right here in our communities. We just don't always recognize the signs. And it's not always someone who's going to be chained up in a room, locked away in a room. They can be attending our schools, they can be attending our parishes, our churches, and it's more of a form of psychological manipulation. That's why they call it the invisible chains of modern day slavery, because traffickers often manipulate their victims and basically brainwash them. A lot of times victims may be attending a school. I read a book, it was called Slave Across the Street. Teresa, she was, came from a Catholic, uh, Catholic family. She went to school and every day she was being trafficked because she was blackmailed. Oftentimes traffickers will blackmail their victims with photos that may have been taken with them on a phone or sent to them then they use that as blackmail to manipulate their victims into trafficking
2: you know what what's interesting is that I'm just getting back from Jamaica and it's interesting that on the the first day I arrived there at the convent of these nuns they had in the lobby some brochures on human trafficking because even in Jamaica they're becoming aware of this because Jamaicans are being trafficked abroad, as well as people from abroad are being trafficked into Jamaica. So it's it's really a global problem.
1: With the labor trafficking that we discussed earlier, a lot of times people coming from other countries will be labor trafficked because we had an incident where there were some Jamaicans who were brought here under a labor trafficking situation that we were trying to find resources for they're often promised a certain life, mm-hmm. a certain job, and then when they get here, it's very much different. It's not what they were promised. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their documents are confiscated and they're threatened and they fear their lives or the lives of their family back home.
0: Mm-hmm. And let's talk for a minute about the kind of promises mm-hmm. because I wouldn't, I would want to make sure that people listening would understand, you know, they're not being promised mansions. They're simply being promised what? Things like a, a stable job. They're being promised the ability to, attain their own home, their own apartment? What what kind of promises do you think they're provided, Christine?
1: So oftentimes, traffickers will prey on those who are most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And those are people without jobs in their countries, either here or elsewhere or abroad. And with an estimated 40 million people worldwide in slavery, this is something that's not uncommon. So when they're brought over from other countries, they may be told, hey, you're going to work in the hotel industry or we have a job for you as a nanny and then once they get here oftentimes they may not speak the language and they may not know the laws they may not know they have rights they are taught to fear law enforcement and they're also afraid of being deported what they don't realize is there are laws to protect them and to provide them resources that they need So if they are willing to report and come forward to law enforcement or contact the National Human Trafficking Hotline, which is 888-3737-888, they can apply for T visas. They can get immunity and protection from our government to help them stay in this country.
0: So what does a broken promise look like? If I'm brought here with the hope that I can have a job and the American dream, the job leads to a better job, the better job leads to better housing— What does that broken promise look like? For example, you reference the folks from Jamaica who were brought here and and labor trafficked. Any idea what their situation was like in reality as opposed to what that dream might have been?
1: So I don't have a lot of details on that specific cases, especially if they're under investigation. It's not always disclosed to me, Mm -hmm. but I know in other cases, say for example, women might be promised to come over and work in domestic servitude and once they get here, they're basically held captive. They're not allowed to leave. They're working 12 hour days or sometimes around the clock for very little or no pay. And the same thing with the sexual slavery industry. Women might be promised to come over here and work in restaurants or at a bar. And once they get here, they will basically hold them captive and be forced to work in the sex slave trade. One of the first cases was actually right here in aCOE where these women were brought over from Mexico and held in a trailer park and forced to have sex many times a day. One of the victims talked about how they kept her in line is because they separated her from her sister. They said if she tried to escape or report to anyone, they would kill her sister. And they did the same thing to her sister. Um, One of the victims actually learned a little bit of English, saw a program, and saw that she could call 911. Unfortunately, when, when she did, law enforcement responded, but since no one spoke English, they only spoke to the traffickers and not to any of the victims, and they tried to call more than once. So unfortunately, the system's not perfect, but our law enforcement is being educated more, and with the more awareness that is, people can respond. People can respond better. They know how to respond. They can recognize the signs. You can notice if your neighbor looks, something goes looks wrong with your neighbor's house. This can happen in any neighborhood. It can not only happen in trailer parks, it can happen in affluent neighborhoods. It can happen right next door.
2: When I think of it is that maybe because I am, I know a little bit about the Jamaican side, the things that they're usually promised, it's one, a green card. Mm-hmm. to they're promised education you know so once you get this done you can get to go to college because the educational system in Jamaica is sort of very competitive someone who is from a poor family would need external help sure. and so they fall for that you know and so i'm promised this but then they come and they find themselves involved in this labor trafficking for years they can't get out of it those are some of the broken promises
1: and part of the problem is that people who are labor trafficked or in human trafficking situations often don't self-identify as a human trafficking victim harriet tubman once said i freed a thousand slaves i could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves so a lot of times law enforcement will even report this that they think they're being taken advantage of. They think they're in an unfair situation, but they don't see themselves as victims of human trafficking. They said, you know, that's, that's not me. I'm not a victim of human trafficking. So they don't realize that often human trafficking happens with some sort of force, fraud, or coercion. So if you're promised one thing and brought to this country, promised a certain job and then you're being forced to do something else with very little or no pay. that is a form of human Mm. trafficking.
0: How big is the task force for the diocese?
1: We have currently a little over 100 members right now. So we rely on them for a variety of roles. We have Mm -hmm. presenters. We have people who share information on social media. We have people who want to be action ambassadors, maybe help out with the backpack drive. We have volunteers who also help out with our outreach events. So, for example, on January 25th, there's a huge uh, human trafficking and awareness event at Calvary in Orlando, and we always need volunteers to help out with events like that with our display board and share information during those events.
0: So it would seem to me that we probably work on having representation from, ideally, what would you want? Representation from every parish in the diocese?
1: Yes, that would be ideal. Every diocese in the parish would be great. Then you can help us further our mission and our message by bringing this information to your parishes. For example, I've contacted Holy Family, my parish, about doing prayers of the faithful for National Human Trafficking Awareness Month, also for the Feast of St. Josephine Bikita. So if I could get task force member in every single parish, because I'm only one person covering nine counties, it really helps us get our message out there and educate more people on what are the signs to look for? What can you do to help eradicate this in your community? Because it is happening in every neighborhood in the United States.
0: So if I'm someone out there who's listening to this podcast and I, I'm i interested in learning more, you mentioned the website, CFLCC.org. You mentioned your phone number. I think you said 407-658-1818 extension 1122. Yes. What would you want to know from me in order to help me best? A volunteer wants to feel utilized. They want to feel like they're contributing. And I think this topic is one that people want to respond, Mm -hmm. but it's like, but what would I do?
1: Well, and you don't have to join the task force to become involved, but I do ask our task force members and even the general public. First of all, become informed. You can request a presentation from the Diocese of Orlando Human Trafficking Task Force become an informed consumer you can visit slaveryfootprint.org also you can download the sweat and toil app on your phone when you go to purchase seafood and other products look for the fair trade symbol ask for sustainably sourced products you can also contact your legislators and businesses to help implement tougher laws surrounding human trafficking and to eradicate slavery from their global supply chain It's also very important to pray for victims, for freedom, hope, and healing. I just received two text alerts. I get these prayer alerts from United Abolitionists. I received two yesterday; it's my third for this week, and they're basically prayer alerts when someone is rescued from a trafficking situation. I get these prayer alerts on my mobile phone, and so then I always just take a minute and pray for that victim for healing, hope, and for justice.
0: From the standpoint of the task force, It sounds like the opportunities to be involved, are rather endless. Is there services to victims? Because I would think people would say, oh, my gosh, you know, the thought of a young woman who's been rescued from a trafficking situation, what can we do to help her? What kind of things, Christine, do you get involved in?
1: So through Catholic Charities, some of the victims that we, or survivors, actually, we like to call them. Because once they get out of the human trafficking situation, we like to call them survivors. One of the situations we were able to assist with was a single mother who needed some rental assistance. And that was able to come to fruition with the Catholic Charities Family Stability Program. We worked with another mother, was a single mother staying out of a hotel. We were able to provide dozens of Christmas presents and clothing and toys to her and her two young children. In addition, we were able to help another single mother with an eight month old baby who was evicted and needed a temporary place to stay while a spot in a shelter opened up. Speaking with the advocate that was working with her, they had contacted over 40 shelters throughout the state of Florida and they were all full. So through Catholic Charities and our Corporal Works of Mercy, we're able to fulfill some of the potential needs of survivors through either our food bank, legal services, or health care.
0: That's amazing. Great work. Mm -hmm. And You've been in the job now for about 15 months, 16 months?
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: Great work. Let's refresh for everyone again the dates for the two trainings and where they are coming up in early February.
1: Sure. The first one is at Saints Peter's and Paul from 1230 to 430 at 5300 Old Howell Branch Road in Winter Park, Seminole County. The other one is at Our Lady of Grace, 300 Malabar Road, Southeast in Palm Bay, Florida from 9 a.m. to noon. You can contact me for more information. You can also email me at ccommerce at cflcc.org.
0: Christine, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for all that you're doing and for another great update and especially timely given that we're focusing in the month of January on human trafficking, and then we have that important event coming up on the feast day of St. Josephine Bakhita. Yes,
1: yeah, so I'd like to just leave our listeners with a quote. I sure. just got done reading a human trafficking book and actually listening to it because I don't have time to read anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> it was by Albert Einstein, and he mentioned that the world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. So I read about all the evil in the world every day. And I realized that we all have the responsibility to stand up and defend the rights of our brothers and sisters and not to stand idly by and do nothing about it. Since it is January, also Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I would like to share a quote with him as well, who said, my obligation is to do the right thing. The rest is in God's hands.
2: Amen. Okay, so I'll wrap up with this prayer, which is a prayer to end human trafficking. God of hope and peace, touch our hearts and energize our ongoing efforts in abolishing this heinous crime against humanity so that every victim is freed and every survivor's life renewed. You bless St. Josephine Bakita of Sudan with compassion for others. May her prayers comfort and strengthen the women, men, and children who are in search of freedom. We ask for transformation of heart for those who inflict pain, anguish, and grief on our vulnerable sisters and brothers. Give us generosity to stand in solidarity with others, so that together we heal the hearts and lives of all your people. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen.
0: Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christine, thanks again for joining us. Everyone, we appreciate you listening in.